it's heavy work, it's emotional work, and but I think it's I think it's some of the best work that we do, and I think it's exemplary for our students. I think it helps them to become the the empathetic problem solvers that we need in in the next generation. So hang with it, and if we can help you highlight the amazing work that your students are doing, we are very happy to do that. Hi, in this episode of IB Matters, we talked to Nate Samuelson from Korea International School about their project called Service Snapshots and a course they created called Design Your Impact. Not only will your students be invited to participate, you are encouraged to replicate Nate's ideas in your own school or region. I can imagine a school district or an IB regional association creating their own version of the Service Snapshots concept. Either way, Nate's collection of student service projects will serve as a repository of great ideas that might be the spark your students need to develop their own local service initiatives. Be sure to check out the Service Snapshots webpage linked in our podcast notes and email Nate to take full advantage of this opportunity. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hi, folks. Welcome back to IB Matters. And I'm here with Nate Samuelson. And Nate and I have been working on this for quite a while, <laughs> trying to trying to find a time. Part of it's that we're a long ways away from each other. And this project has been a labor of love for Nate. And uh, I'm excited to share this with you because this is the kind of thing, it kind of relates to some recent podcasts we've done on service. And this is something that I think is going to be a good story to for you all to hear uh, in IB schools or not in IB schools. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Nate. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Uh, yeah, thanks, John. Really excited to be here and, and share the the story of the last couple of years, two and a half years, I think it's been since uh, you and I made our first contact. And yeah, some of the that's other right. Times. It's been that long. Crazy, right? So uh, my name is Nate Samuelson. I am currently the Service and Sustainability Coordinator at Korea International School, and I've been here for eight years. I teach in the high school. I teach uh, in the English department. I also teach an elective that we're going to talk about a little bit later that kind of contributes to this whole project called Design Your Impact. Uh, School is an AP school. We use U.S. curriculum. It's about 25 years old. I've got a master's in education. I spent the the beginnings of my career in the middle school, so I'm kind of like I'm kind of a high school or middle school teacher parading as a as a high school teacher. So I, I do uh, sometimes I'm, I miss being in the middle school, but uh, love the the great impact that we can have with with our high school learners as well. Yeah, yeah, I was that was me too. I had a uh, six years. I started in the middle school and then went to the high school, and I always felt like for me, I always told people I'm in middle school. I made my made my worth. Uh, in the classroom and in high school, I seem to do it more out of the classroom. It, it, to keep those uh, those early teens uh, entertained, you had to be on your toes all the time in the room. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I do not miss I do not miss virtual school because being in person, it's so much easier to do that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and also just so your listeners, if you caught that 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 uh, Nate is in an AP school, and we like AP as well. Uh, and one of the things we talked about is the fact that this project is you know, crosses over. And so in an IB school, a project like his, the model that uh, he's uh, working with at his school 
It's an excellent one to pick up. And I'm sure um, those of you listening in IB schools, which I think is the, mo the majority, uh, will find a way that you can make a similar project work with you. And also just to give kudos to the work that's going on uh, in Korean International. So um, let's go ahead and get started and ta talk a little bit about this. Uh, what, is, what are the project goals? And tell us a little bit about the, the service snapshots. I think that's what you call it, the initiative that you've developed. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's been it's been fun to reflect. Like I said, it's it's been a long process of, of around two and a half years. And the the goals of the project really closely parallel the way it all began. So you know, through different connections. So when we were mid-pandemic and you know, getting getting human connection was really challenging, professional development was really challenging. I was super fortunate to be on a team. Uh, of humans that there were three of us and we were really holding each other accountable and pushing each other to kind of explore places that we can continue to push our work forward. And so I had initially taken over as the services sustainability coordinator at the beginning of 2019. And we had some great programs that were built. And my my initial goal was to grow the impact of the programs. And then the programs halted. And I had this moment where I was like, wait a minute, actually, I'm thinking about this with the ends before the means and what I should be doing, what I should be focused on is growing the impact of the students, growing the impact of those that control the programs, because that ultimately mm -hmm. would lead to the increased growth in, in the program. So that was a big moment for me. And another piece that I wanted to focus on professionally that year was presenting and, and publishing. So I started writing a little bit about some of the things that I was doing, and then I presented at 21st Century Learning Hong Kong virtually. Uh, and I just had a baby, so it was, it was a crazy time. Uh, but that's where I connected with uh, Peter Simakopoulos, who is the CAS and service coordinator at the International School of Bangkok. And okay. he was in presentation for maybe 15, 20 minutes, reached out to me afterwards, said, hey, I really like what you were talking about. I couldn't stay for the whole thing, but let's connect. And so we connected, and that's where the, the two and a half year timeline began. So we started talking about the things that were kind of kicking around and the the service snapshots project and he said you know why don't we just do that and i said why don't we just do that and that was like this catalyst for the energy and and the vision and the foresight to to bring everything together so i the, i have to talk about the the multiple pieces because they all relate to one another so sure in addition to the the time during the pandemic of you know, not a lot of human connection, not a lot of opportunities for, uh, you know, for for projects to take off. We we did a lot of telling students no, right? As as coordinators, hey, I'd really like to go do this. I, no, we can't do that. And uh, can we work with this group? No, we can't do that. Things in Korea were really tight, and so as that was coming, as all that information was coming in, and we had to you know continue to to tell students to wait or no, I came up with the idea of of a an elective in the high school called Design Your Impact. And it is a it's a service learning. We could talk a lot about that, but I'll, I'll just briefly gloss over it. It's a service learning based, free inquiry based elective that students come and take for up to started as a semester idea to become a year all the way up to four semesters. And students bring what they're passionate about into that course. And then they propose action projects. They take action, utilizing the service learning cycle and then other iterative processes, design thinking uh throughout that that experience so cool and so sorry go ahead so cool i just i just listening to this and just kind of i'm getting chills it's really cool so you I, actually have a course that 
is part of the student's day or are they doing this kind of outside of class? So this is 80 minutes. It's built into the academic schedule every two days, but again, okay. elective based. So it depends on if the students decide to take it, but we started with three students and we had seven and then we had 13. And next year, I think there are like 15 that are, that are lined up to take it. So it's been, it's yeah, truly invigorating, had to break away from, you know, the traditional mindset of curriculum and, and backwards planning and stuff, because the free inquiry part was, you know, challenging, challenging and stretching me in different ways. But what I noticed in in the service learning cycle and what I noticed in design thinking and all of these different iterative processes is that we would go through all of this learning together and this journey, and then we would come together at the end and we would celebrate or we would demonstrate, but it would be this sort of fleeting moment. So it would happen, but then we didn't hold on to any of it or Mm -hmm. it it just, again, my experiences, right? So I wanted to create a space or an opportunity for there to be a tangible carry forward, a repository of information. And so the initial idea was to come up with like a a newsletter. Podcast probably would have been a good idea. A <laughs> newsletter of you know students contributing information and ideas and their projects and their reflection on their projects, and then sending that out to schools. And then I you know went down that road for a minute, and, and it, yeah. it didn't didn't come together for a multitude of reasons. And so ultimately what I started on is a website. And so at the same time at Peter, I was starting to do some work with Inspire Citizens and Aaron Monez and and the great work that they do. And what I really wanted to create was a place where students were contributing their amazing ideas where we could celebrate them and share them so that they become inspiration. Again, growing the impact, empowering the voice and expanding the impact of the students themselves. So we're connecting them on a platform, which became the website. And then ultimately, the the next piece of that was to create a conference where we bring all of these change makers together in the region so they could connect with each other and do all of that learning and growing and problem solving and critical thinking together in the same space. And so I'm I'm excited to tell you that we we hosted the conference. Mm -hmm. ISB, Bangkok, hosted the conference two weeks ago. But that was sort of the culmination of all of this work for the last two and a half years, we brought 80 kids together in Bangkok from eight different schools. And they, you know, did some work together. They talked about the, they reflected on the the work they're doing in their schools in service. They proposed some different solutions to different ideas. And it was fantastic. Very cool. Yeah. And yeah, you know, let me just interrupt for a second. It sounds similar to something that the IB did for a while. And then at, essentially right before COVID, they stopped. They had a, a student global conference and the kids came from all over the world and they broke into groups and they each group focused on a different service thing that they did. So it's it's kind of a, it's like, huh, this sounds like it, it uh, was, you know, it, it, we talked before about the fact that this happens to not be an IB school, but it totally is uh, relatable for everyone listening that's in an IB school. Very cool. Right. And so uh, my wife is actually a, a former PYP teacher and she works here now as well. And she's a huge, a huge IB advocate. And mm-hmm. I, I've had conversations, I've done some IB training, but I, I haven't worked in an IB school, but I do. It's interesting. The people that I end up collaborating with, it usually seems that they've come from an IB background or there's a, there is a particular piece of that mindset that's applicable to a lot of the work that yeah. we are doing. So the, yeah. So the, the website then has become and is a growing repository of what students are doing. And we, I'll just read you the mission real quick. The mission of the Service Snapshots Project is to bring together an archive of all of the innovative, creative, impactful work and service 
done by student activists in Asia and around the world. Students will submit their work to be viewed, watched, or listened to by audiences across the region. As the project grows, students, teachers, and institutions will have access to an incredible collection of projects, ideas, and reflection. The Service Snapshots Project will expand personal and professional networks, empower student passion, amplify voice, and grow impact. Students who contribute to the project will be invited to participate in virtual and in-person conferences, bringing together some of the most impactful and inspiring youth in the region to collaborate and grow together. It is our mission that students are given authentic opportunities to connect with those that share their passions, learn from each other, and build their capacity as the leaders of our future. And so that that was, you know, the the original idea was to, you know, how how do we capture all of these amazing things that students are doing and then put them in a place where they can continue to grow and continue to network? Because I feel like a lot of times we focus or our students focus on what they're going to do at the next level. And I feel like the onus is on us as coordinators who are putting who are connecting young changemakers to put them in in rooms together and, and in situations together where they can do all of that work before they're going to go to university. And I think it's a huge benefit and an asset for them to be able to speak to that, to the failure, to overcoming the failure, to the difficulties and the challenges that they face uh, in ultimately achieving a successful project or a successful moment. Yeah. And that the website, you've got to share that with the, everyone we can put in the podcast notes. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So yeah. I yeah. talked about the the gigantic the gigantic project first. So the Service Snapshots website. So it's servicesnapshots.net and that should yeah be in the notes. You're right. I'll and it's, it's definitely there. Yeah, like uh the 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 entire website was designed with student safety as at the forefront. So I want to make sure that we're clear about that. Yeah. So students are only submitting with their first name. And in order to contribute to the website, you need a teacher advisor email. So if you're interested, your students are interested in contributing their ideas and their projects to the website, then we need to set that up in the in the form. So students will have the access, the uh, students will only use their first name, then they'll have the have access to a teacher email that they'll click from a drop-down menu. There'll be a student code for each individual school. And then students just come up with the topic and the title, a couple of lines that would that would fit as a title, a couple of photos, and then a 750-word reflection outline that we have guiding questions on the website for as well for them to reflect be introspective about their process and what they learned and then share that all indexed under the UN SDGs so they'll choose three and three UN SDGs that their work most closely aligns with at the end a theme as well and then we've got data privacy and copyright sign-offs at the end of their submission and then what happens when they submit their work is you as the advisor or you as the advisor would get an email that says, hey, is this work authentic? So we can check to make sure there's authenticity in what the students are submitting. And I would get that email as well. So we can go in and take a look and make sure. Um, oh, then sorry, once we have that email, when we've verified that the work is authentic, then we go in, take a look. We can do a little bit of light back uh, back end editing and then we publish it to the to the site. Hmm. So are you saying that uh, listeners or students or teachers in other schools around the world listening to this could have their students join this group or join this website? Or are you talking about how you're doing it within your circle in Korea nearby? No, absolutely. So this is an open invitation. Please connect with me and let's talk about how we can get your students involved in in sharing their amazing work. That is the the whole purpose of the site. Cool. Uh, recently at the conference, we we presented the site. We had uh, a couple of teachers that came from different areas around the world to check out the conference and then to talk about 
this project as well, we've got students, I believe, in on the continent of Africa that are working through uh, some work that they'd like to share. Uh, we do have a, a map that we've just added that we can that you can see at the bottom of the site that kind of gives you an idea of where students are submitting from. And so, yeah, I would absolutely love for there to be submissions coming in from from all over the world, because I think that aligns with the mission it aligns with that connection piece it's inspirational to see how people are working on different projects in different contexts and how you mm -hmm. might use that in your own particular context yeah that's that's really cool so now um what what age group is this uh for high school students primarily yeah for now it's just for high school students and you'll notice that we've only we've only got that 750 word sort of written reflection and description of the project and that's mostly for the privacy piece is just managing volume. So as the project grows, if we were to move into video and audio and things like that, which we may, I just need to, we just need to be ready as a team to, to handle the volume and making sure privacy is respected and make sure there's sure. no, there's no identifiable information coming through a video. Okay. Okay. Is there any kind of fee to uh, be, to participate? No, this is absolutely, absolutely free, and we hope to keep it that way forever. So I'm looking into the idea of creating an NGO and taking in grant money and donation money so that we could then uh, fund projects or give grants to students who have project ideas that they can't necessarily get funded so that they could take those to action or take those to market, things like that. So that's kind of the big, the, the big lofty goal currently. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, typically in service projects, a lot of times students are are doing something that they want to help the local community. And there is a money raising factor to it in just local, you know, raising money, you know, making, you know, having a, a local, say, faculty basketball game or something and it's having taking donations or getting uh, food donations for a local food shelf. Uh, are some of these projects that type of thing or, you know, can you maybe give us a couple examples of some of the things that students have been doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you three examples, actually. So uh, one student, the the need that they recognized in the community was that there is a significant amount of depression and anxiety amongst the elderly population in Korea. And the way that that student came to recognize that need was through a conversation with their grandmother. Mm -hmm. who was also battling battling illness. And so this student had gone through multiple iterative processes and, and gotten to a point where they recognized that they couldn't continue forward with the idea that they had in the in the elective. But ultimately that that moment and that that human connection with the grandparent had them move them in a different direction. It became a catalyst for the creation of technology experiences and classes for elderly, the creation of exercise classes for the elderly, the creation of a community garden. If you've read the Paul Fleischman book, Seed Folks, like essentially what this student ended up doing was, was building this little community where elderly people were, were recruiting others to come and join in those activities. And it was just an, an exceptional experience for the last couple of years. And then that student is in NHS as well, National Honor Society, our chapter of it here. And so he's sharing that project in as an as an inspiration for other students for how they might make those connections and then move a project forward. He was at our international conference as well, and he presented those ideas. So like, I think getting that idea out there that's that's pretty accessible, right? And I think most in most places around the world, you might be able to make that happen. And I think there are probably some similarities between the way that the elderly population live in different 
in different countries around the world where yeah. if I see this, this project, hear about it in a conference, or I see it on a, on a website, that that might be inspirational for me to go and create a similar experience in, in my context. Right, right. No, that's, that seems like, you know, when we first started talking about this uh, a couple of years ago, that is some of the things that we talked about is the fact that this would be a repository of ideas for students who are thinking about service projects and maybe need some help, you know, trying to figure one out or, you know, getting an idea that, oh, that could work where in my context. So very cool. Right. And a, and a piece to add to that is that on the website, when you when you land on the, on the site in the search bar, you can search for all the UNSDGs and the entire site is indexed. All the projects are indexed under the UNSDG. So if you search right. for UNSDG, you're passionate about, you're interested in, you will get a, a results database of the projects that have been submitted that align with, with that at UNSDG. So yeah. Just so, just so we say at one time, it's United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs. And uh, is it 17 different goals? Yes. Yeah, 17 different goals. And we've we've referenced it in this podcast before, and we use it here locally in Minnesota, where I'm located. Uh, it's a very common um, framework on which to hang service ideas and things that have uh, um, action connections for IB courses too. So yeah, it's, it's well known to the IB community and it's, uh, it's not an IB thing, but it's uh, something that we definitely hang our hat on quite often as well. Um, yeah. So then did, um, did you have other, another example? Yeah. So I'll get you, I'll get you just two more, two more quick ones. So there's another student was working on a project called FemSTEM, which is, which is on the site as well. And that is aimed at females in STEM. And so she noticed that the need, again, all of this is wrapped around identification of a need that students are passionate about. So the need that she that she recognized in the community was that there is an underrepresentation of females in the STEM field yep. from her experience here and in, and in the whole. And so what she worked on was bringing a group of women together and they created after-school activities for elementary school girls where they run activities that are just science-based activities. So they can, uh -huh. so the young girls can see women doing experiments or work in the science field. So they can see themselves as the protagonist in that role, um, which has been just a, a phenomenal project to watch. They just hosted a round table in November of women in STEM from our parent population and other experts in uh, the local community brought them together at the school just to talk about what life is like as a woman in STEM and how they got to where they are now. So uh, that's a, another example, again, of, of things I think that can be leveraged in local contexts where we know that feminism is a budding movement in different places and different regions. And depending on where you are and how that movement is going, you might be able to adapt that project to your context at in, in some degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know, I would guess, that, you know, I, I asked about the ages, you talked about high school, but I would guess that, uh, many of these things could be uh, worked with at least the middle school age kids too, if they see inspiration there. So even if, if you're not submitting something to it, it certainly as a repository of great ideas, it would be useful to people in all, a lot of different grades. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So yeah. highlight one more project and we can, I think let's connect that to the, to some of the MYP and the cast services action pieces. Yeah. That was a reflection for me as well. So the, the last, the last project that, um, that I think is really cool and, and kind of lends itself to, to trying to bring in the grant idea down the road is that uh, I have a student who is working on sustainable mushroom farms. So he's really passionate about, and then he's started this in his parents' house. And a lot of these projects starts in, in parents' houses. So parents, if you're listening, thank you so much for <laughs> allowing to explore 
and take risks as, as it's valuable and it leads it does lead somewhere uh, and thanks for putting up for with the with the odors and all the other the messes so he was trying to grow mushrooms out of coffee grounds in his house and i said that's a great idea your parents know about it no they don't all right why don't i bring it in here and let's build a, a mini mushroom farm and so he's been doing all the research about how we can grow mushrooms in coffee grounds and then at the conference a couple of weeks ago he made his pitch about mushroom cafes and so the 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 concept is that cafes which there are abundance of cafes in korea lots of coffee is consumed here taking all of their coffee grounds and making a 100% sustainable system in which the coffee grounds uh, the mushrooms are grown in coffee grounds in sort of a gigantic glass case Mm-hmm. Uh, that has to be climate controlled, but there, there's an investment of like about ten to fifteen thousand U.S. dollars is what he assumes is the budget from his his research, and and this is research I need to go back and, and look at to make sure that it's, it it is indeed achievable for that amount of money. But if we're talking about you know something that meets a need and and aligns with the UN SDG and can create a sustainable project and a sustainable model that we could help students again bring to market or bring to from idea and concept to actual reality like that that would be just an incredible meeting of our mission mm-hmm. i think so uh just uh yeah one one more example of of where i think we could go with with this project and and how it would be continue to grow impact i just wanted to to hop back to you know the the connections between IB service and action and the the project aspects of of IB and yeah uh, please you know I did I did a lot I did the the IB training that I did I did quite a while ago five six years ago so it was it was cool for me to go back and kind of reflect on what the IB represents and what they're trying to achieve and and where we see sort of the overlap um, you know the the design your impact course experience for students really largely based in free inquiry. The innovation is coming from students' own passions, so I think that is is really helpful and and beneficial for them. The MYP and IB mentioned services action requiring students to engage with local communities through projects that are designed, implemented, and reflected on. Uh, when I think about reflection, I mean, as a service coordinator, I think probably a lot of CAS coordinators are in the same boat. We're constantly trying to reinvent reflection or think about ref- or reflect on reflection, meta-reflection. Yeah. How do we make reflection not redundant and purposeful and effective? And so it's a constant conversation for me. And when I think about the way that the the website functions and what I've seen from the conversations I've had with students, including the ones that I mentioned, the reflection that they have in the moment with me is is pretty good. The introspection that they're having on their own, individually written down, also pretty good. But when they know that they're going to be presenting to their peers or they know that they're going to be sharing the ideas and the process and the reflection with a broader audience mm-hmm. it just takes a step up yeah it's it's more it's more thorough it's it it details the struggles you know so a lot of times we don't we don't talk about the struggle or we ignore the struggle right and we try and bring the conversation back to that like what what did you overcome like there are a lot of difficult things that we have to overcome in order to be successful especially working on projects like this that are that have these sort of grandiose expectations or or um, aspirations. So how how do we you know remind them that yeah you got to appreciate and and understand that you you struggled through this and you've come out the other side and look at all the things you've done, and then how is that 
harness and in becoming an inspiration for someone else to do the same thing is again back to that mission statement for the for the website. So there, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, share or make sure that uh, listeners know about this project and and uh, you know just summarize a little bit about you know where you hope it goes and uh, and what uh, people can do to get to be part of it. You've basically explained it already, but uh, other places and other ways that they can connect and and maybe support and help this. This sounds like a big project to sustain for the long term. Uh, is there things that other listeners could do to help to keep it keep going? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, as you are having conversations as teachers, service coordinators, cast coordinators, whatever your role is, I think there's a lot of really amazing work that can be highlighted in the realm of service or, or meeting needs in the, in the community. So whether that's cast, whether that's service or service learning, it really, it, it doesn't matter. Get in touch with me uh, and I will help you get set up if you'd like to have your students go through the process of reflecting and being introspective on what they've gone through and what they've learned. And, and they want to share that to a broader audience to hopefully empower and, and inspire them to take on something similar. Uh, all that requires is an email to me, and then we'll get you set up on the site so that your students could could potentially submit the work that they've that they've done. Uh, the 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 goals, the next steps, I think, you know, we we're talking about the idea of broadening it from service snapshots to, to something that's a little bit more open so we could see some of the work that's happening with the design thinking process and design. Mm-hmm. Because those, those processes are so similar. Those iterative processes are so similar. And really the last project that I highlighted is kind of bridges the gap between those two things where you've done need uh, need gap analysis, and, or sorry, gap analysis, and you've also recognized a need in the community and what you've created is social entrepreneurship. So we'd like to create, you know, a space, I think, for for those projects to be highlighted as well. Um, obviously some other considerations on on trademark and and intellectual property, things like that, that we, that we need to consider to make sure we do it safely. But I think there's a, there's a lot in that process as well, going from empathy to, to product and understanding what you're designing that, that could be highlighted. The service summit, which is the, the conference piece of all of this should be happening. I can't, I can't say for sure, but should be happening annually. And uh, we'd love to have, you know, people from the region, join us from from different schools and come together to to problem solve and and highlight some of the amazing work that they're doing. So those are the, you know kind of the next steps and and the carryover from the whole two and a half years of of conversations and work. Yeah, it's it's a great uh, a great outcome so far actually. Um so now that uh, the service summit did that happen virtually then on online or did that happen somewhat in person? That was in person. Okay. That was in person. Yeah, we uh, we were very so we when we wrote the mission statement and we probably need to go back and and revisit that the virtual conference piece was kind of the option during the pandemic, right? It was the only way we would be able to get humans in the same breakout room. Uh, But we're very, very focused on keeping it in person because, you know, from what we've seen during the pandemic and what we know from the research, the innovation struggles when we are when we are online. It's it's much better in person. So we think we'll be more impactful. All right, so we'll just have to get tickets to Korea. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, it depends. Maybe maybe here, maybe somewhere else, but yeah. uh, definitely somewhere regionally. Come join us. It's a short flight for you. That's 14 hours, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine just went this fall, and they 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 were just saying it was 14 hours to get there. 
Um, yeah, but a it's beautiful a country. Time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is, this is great. I really appreciate you sticking with it, uh, in communicating with me over the years and, and, uh, kind of as it went through the iterations, it's really, it sounds like it's developed into a really interesting thing. The service snapshots website will be in the podcast notes folks. And, uh, Nate, will you share, is your com- contact in that website or do you, will you share your, your email separately that I can put up in the notes? Yeah, the email will be shared separately in the notes. Okay. And uh, yeah, we do need to we need to get on a, a contact us piece on the site as well. I think is probably the next one of the next pieces to add. Okay. Great. Great. Any final any final words, Nate? No, just thank you for for allowing me to to come here and, and use the platform to connect with other educators who are are like-minded. I think it's uh the work that we do as in-service service coordinators, design, all those things, and we're coming from a place of empathy and understanding and, and meeting need it's it's a lot it's heavy work it's emotional work and but i think it's i think it's some of the best work that we do and i think it's exemplary for our students i think it helps them to become the the empathetic problem solvers that we need in in the next generation so hang with it and if we can help you highlight the amazing work that your students are doing we are very happy to do that that's wonderful well thanks nate again uh Congratulations on what's happened so far and uh, best of luck as you go forward. I think it can, uh, with our listeners and with the addition of uh, more input, you're going to get nothing but uh, uh, greater impact out of this uh, really um, uh, great project. So thanks again. All right, John. Thank you. You can learn much more about Service Snapshots and see examples collected on the website in our podcast notes. You can also reach out to Nate to get connected to this project and start your students on their way to sharing their work across the globe. Now that we have over 115 Ivy Matters episodes covering a range of subjects, you can use our podcast webpage, which is organized by program and by topic. The link to the website is also in our podcast notes. Please find all our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future programs. Join our over 4,000 followers on Twitter, now known as X, at MattersIB. Also help us spread the word about IB by liking, sharing, and reviewing the IB Matters links in your own feeds and social networks. In our time on the air, we've been heard in over 175 countries, a testament to the global reach of the IB.